Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. In most cases, brands aren't really just trying to go out and do a one-time thing. They're just trying to gauge to see, did it work so that we can go and lock up a three or six or 12-month contract and agreement to, to work with each other. And so we highly, highly suggest that you you know you find, engage the success and then follow on and, and really use that. In the case of YouTube, where we do most of our uh, integrations, you know, you're paying to try to fight to be in front of the video that they're going to skip. Most times, everybody's become accustomed to just kind of and tune it out until it's done and then I'll get to watch my video, but you're really integrating into the content. What do brands like Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, Vital Proteins, and Blendjet all have in common? They're increasing their abandoned cart revenues by over 10x with retention.com. Visit retention.com to book a demo today. What's up, everybody? I'm here with the legend, Sean Holiday today. We're going to chat, influencer marketing, creator economy. But at first, I want to start, how did you get into this space? How did you get into marketing? How did you get into influencer marketing? What's your background? Stoked we're finally doing this, man. This has been, for sure, in the making for a while. And I remember before even the podcast, just chatting on ideas and riffing on stuff. And so... Stoked to to finally be on and congrats on the, on the success for sure. So yeah, my journey into marketing, you know, my mom owned a dairy queen for 33 years. And so I really learned early about just some of the tactics and what it took. And in her case was like physical location, you know, marketing. And then as I grew, you know, kept going through my career, then figured out, you know, we had an app that was called Crowd Mics. And so how to get that in front of event organizers and converting there. And then just recently... Well, I say recently, it's almost six years, but yeah, the space station, you know, we really started to hone in on and figure out influencer marketing specifically and uh, kind of how and where we fit into that market. So it's been uh, a lot of different segments and industries and spaces, you know, and ways to pull it off. But yeah, that's been my journey into marketing, man. I want to go into this influencer marketing. So how, what did you see six years ago that got you into the space? And then what is it? now like what is how has it changed i'll give some context too on the space station just so that it comes with some an idea of where you know where all this comes from but yeah six years ago uh sean duris or sean mcbride my my co-founder was building his snapchat account he was one of the biggest snapchatters in the world uh, and started to evolve onto youtube and instagram and you know other platforms and as I came on board, was really just trying to focus on, you know, helping scale that up. So more brand deals and collaborations and higher production content and just all that good stuff. And in that process, realized, man, I, I think we're, we've kind of figured out that just good relationships with brands and kind of making them the hero really went far. And so we started kind of working with and representing other talent and realizing that, uh, you know, there was definitely a fit for us in trying to help them one, scale their business in diversifying and, and finding some other ways to, you know, prove revenue, but also in just helping them with brand deals and organization and some of those efforts. And so we started Space Station Integrations, an influencer marketing agency. 
And then at the same time, I started space station gaming and competitive esports org and focused on trying to, to help, you know, this kind of creator economy in esports. This is 2017. This is pre Ninja and Fortnite and Drake, you know, gaming and the whole thing. And so we had just saw this gap that we thought gaming was going to be, you know, prolific in, in all homes. And so then from there, those two started rolling and we were still posting content on, on the Chandra's channel. And we started another YouTube channel called A for Adley. And so fast forward to 2019, we invested in a company called Magic Spoon, which was, you know, at the time, just an early, early startup and now is, you know, number one Amazon cereal. And so we invested in them just to help with influencer and uh, to plug them into some of the circles that we really ran in. And fast forward the next year, you know, they had grown exponentially in their valuation and we were like, holy smokes. This, you know, investing thing is phenomenal. And so in 2020, we started investing and really taking it serious to get in front of more deals and more founders. And so from August of 2020 until now, we've done 83 deals. And that includes things in, you know, investments like Aura Ring, the health tracking ring, or Oats Overnight, Pura, the list goes on and on and on. So in that process, we were just helping these brands, you know, really focus on and figure out the creator economy. We've done co-branded, you know, work with like Hot Wheels and Nomadic Backpacks with Peter McKinnon and Piero with Studio McGee and just merging these two worlds and in the marketing of using, you know, creators and specifically creators within their kind of niche, whether that's home decor or cars, photography, your lifestyle or family. And so still on the space station. So then we figured out that we could replicate and scale animation content so we started an animation studio to build around the a fradley brand and so now we've rounded off with an agency and influencer marketing agency a gaming esports competitive gaming brand our investment arm uh, our animation studio and so now yeah and then we own vid summit as well our conference that's once a year um, with mr beast and daryl leaves and a couple others so that was how we really evolved the space station into to what it is today. That's kind of just a centralized spot for the creator economy. This just proves out how many different avenues a creator could take. Tons. So how, how do you think about the creator economy now? How do you think about the value of working with creators versus like the value of working creators when you started? Yeah, I mean, when we started in 2017, brands were just barely learning. And Sean had, had been doing influence marketing since 2014, my co-founder, Sean Harris. And so he, you know, had seen from launching Disney's Snapchat, actually launching their Snapchat, being there in the early days of Red Bull's Snapchat. And so from those days where it was like, how do we work with influencers? You know, how, how do we work with these creators? And what does that mean? And, you know, what do returns look like? And and so it was very much the creator economy looking to brands and saying, help lift us, help give us, you know, this monetization and this capital to be able to sustain what we're doing. And man, we will, you know, make you the hero and we'll keep going. I think in recent years, we've really seen these creators start to pop off and have their own brands and their own focuses, much like a Beast Burger or Iraq and his Pizzafy, or in the case of Shonduras, Shonduras and Space Station Gaming or Space Station Animation where now all of a sudden they've built this kind of infrastructure or community around their own piece and what they've done. We've also seen it with Jeffree Star. I mean, the list goes on. Literally talk about Emma Chamberlain and her coffee. 
trying to give case studies so people can go do their homework if they wanted to. But as you see that, now you start to see these, you know, the creator economy is able to to focus on and build their own brands and see their own outcomes and their own returns. And so that's been the shift uh, in my, you know, kind of my perspective is that now the, the creators themselves are starting to spin up their brands. What is your advice for how brands should work with creators? Like what, how should they partner with creators? Like how, what's a good relationship look like with a creator? Yeah. I mean, you got to give them the freedom. The reason and how they got to this point was, you know, by curating the right kind of content, telling the story in the way that that was intriguing and interesting to these people, really knowing and trusting them and, and uh, how they want to portray your brand and how they want to tell that story. So that's a massive piece is kind of creativity on that side. You know, we've really seen a lot of success recently in kind of a niche approach, not necessarily micro, macro, you know, that kind of number return necessarily, but more in that if you're a photography brand and you can find those that really speak to photography, you're already winning in step one, right? You have the demographic. We want 20 to 35 year olds. But now when you can narrow it down to say, we want 20 to 35 year olds that also like photography and you know you're hitting both of those, you know, chances for return just go up a lot more. And so getting kind of specific in what you're trying to to do first step and then getting wider as you go down the road to get into more even just demographic type approach, less of like, we're a camera company and we're going to go after camera. We're a tech company and we're going to go after tech reviews, you know, product reviews, or we're a home decor company. We're going to go after, you know, individuals that speak to home decor. So I'd start there and make sure you check that box and then it's authentic. And then you can really start to look at and say, okay, we also want this demographic and you can start to diversify into car car content that speaks to that same demographic or you know you can start to to go into beauty and fashion that speak to that same demographic they still just don't hit that whole run of like wear a camera everybody can use a camera but it's going to resonate most with the, the photography community first yeah i want to also go on the flip side of this like i think you've done this really well but how do you well how should a brand what should they look for when for like early stage creators to invest in that like maybe have influence, but they're not at the stage of like, I'm going to start a business like Mr. Beast or I'm going to start a, but like those type of thing. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some brands that have partnered with, and even early for us personally, it was nomadic backpacks. We worked with them on Peter McKinnon's camera line. And at the time, you know, Pete was still up and coming and, and we were making moves and, Nomadic was up and coming and trying to figure out where they could, you know, really find their next community and audience. And so together formed, you know, this bag, took it to market with both our skill sets, you know, Pete's in distribution, storytelling, connections, Nomadic guys in manufacturing, brand building, already had a, a solid community base within the bag community. And so bringing those two together, now it's grown incredibly well over the last five years. Um, so I think as you're looking, realize it's going to take some time, you know, it's going to take a minute to, to really hone in and, and figure out where, you know, where it's going to ex- you know, where it's going to go, but there's a brand and there's a creator for everyone, everyone I'm talking, there's heavy D who's this creator who does like recoveries. So he just goes out in the middle of nowhere and he's doing, you know, recovering like a tractor that got stuck in the mud or one that fell off the side of a mountain He's taking in all this crazy heavy equipment and gear. And if you're a tow line, like rope company, 
perfect sense for you. How incredible. And then you've got somebody who's into EDC, right? So like everyday carry and you're a knife company and they can speak to knives and really help with driving that home. And so there really is a niche for actually every single piece of uh, the market. And so I'd highly suggest you go find that first, learn everything you can, learn how they curated their community and built their community, and then find ways to partner with them at that level. And if both parties can see that potential, then it'll take time, but I think they'll see the outcomes for sure. What is like for a brand side, the benefit of partnering on these short-term one-off stints where they Oh, I'm going to buy an Instagram post or I'm going to work versus the long term versus the long term partnership. Yeah, but most of the time, those are just to gauge success. It's not that they want a one time thing. You know, it's very rarely a guest just did one where they just did, you know, it was just one post and it was kind of this really big national type campaign. And you won't see that again. You know, it's a one time thing and that's kind of what it'll be. Right now, coming up on the Super Bowl, you'll see a one time shot during that kind of event, that circumstance. But in most cases, brands aren't really just trying to go out and do a one-time thing. They're just trying to gauge to see, did it work so that we can go and lock up a three or six or 12-month contract and agreement to, to work with each other. And so we highly, highly suggest that you you know you find, engage the success and then follow on and, and really use that. In the case of YouTube, where we do most of our uh, integrations, you know, you're paying to try to fight to be in front of their video that they're going to skip. Most times, you know, everybody's become accustomed to just kind of and tune it out until it's done and then I'll get to watch my video, but you're really integrating into the content. And so at some point that, you know, creator is going to stop and say, hey, thank you to Squarespace, our sponsor. Thank you to, you know, Epidemic Sound or Nomadic or whoever it might be. And that is the chance to one, organically have it come from the creator, but two, now you're inside of the content and, and it drives home a lot better. So most of the time, or we highly suggest that it's it's not just like a one-off unless you've got some big national campaign that you're just trying to drive to in that moment. Most of the time, it's just gauging to see if there's a follow-on and if the audience really resonates with those efforts. Yeah, also a hypothetical, like when you first worked with Sean, how did you think about who he should partner with, what are the brands he should partner with, and how he should tackle his content in this this space. Yeah. So Sean's, you know, real storyline or, you know, really like the tagline of his channel is best day ever. And that meant whatever you were doing, whether you're at home, you're traveling, or the circumstance was just to try to make it the best day ever. And so we went and looked and said, hey, you know, we want to go on a trip. And so we go and hit Insta360, or at the time it was uh, Samsung 360 camera. We go and hit Samsung and we say, hey, we're going to be going on this trip. We think it would be incredible content to include this, you know, 360 aspect of it. And we're going to do these three things, these three activities. And for them, for Samsung, they look and they say, oh, yeah, I mean, that's right in line. We want some, you know, beach activity and some, I think we swam with dolphins or something. And so it's like that to them hit the mark of the type of content they wanted. And for us, it fit the mark that we wanted to go out and have this best day ever and go create this incredible experience. We also did a really cool campaign uh, with Doritos and they came to us and said, hey, we want to do something big and extreme and just over the top. And it was for Doritos Loaded. It was like this like potato thing. And we came back to him and said, hey, we've always wanted to do this. It's a really cool idea. We want to snowboard through Sean's house. 
So we're going to build a track, put snow in his house, and we're going to come off the roof and we're going to snowboard through the house and then, you know, come off the porch. And for them, it was like, that is spot on. That's exactly what we want to do. That's so awesome. You can sniff out pretty quickly when a creator isn't really trying to to make you the hero or really trying to, to you know, work together when it's like, oh, yeah, I can just throw that into a, a video, you know, no problem. It's like, well, then they go, oh, yeah, we can just integrate it, you know, stop and do an ad read. Oh, hey, thanks to today's sponsor and Daniel Murray and, you know, the marketing millennials and really check out their podcast. It's awesome. Instead of, I, I was, you know, I listened to episode 37 with this person and then I have to listen to episode 100 and really love the education that I've gotten from this and highly suggest that you go and, and follow it. So there's two approaches. There's two two ways to pull that off. I think as a brand, you've got to really go in and see, you know, they don't have to necessarily be using your product for years and it's this very true, crazy story, but they've got to understand the story you want to tell and help you tell that story and amplify it to their audience. And they've got to be true to their audience. They've got to be real to, to the fact that they want to present that product. I love how more creators now are doing these integrations of brands and products where, I mean, Mr. Beast is the king at doing this, but like, instead of putting this like ad slot in your video, it's that brand is like placed how movies have done forever. Like, like with a car, but like you place the brand in the moment and show it off or one it could do. Like, I know we talked about you, you planning, but what if they, a brand comes to you and want to do this campaign. How do you think of like creatively brainstorming how to insert? From both sides, if you're sitting here on the brand side and you're like, how do, how do I approach this or what does it look like? I think go and do your homework and go and find those that are speaking to, to what you do, you know, whatever that might be and see and start there to, to get that. Really, you already know it's going to work and be very authentic and organic because they just did it. I think as a creator, oftentimes we'll get these different opportunities and again, they're creators. They can get creative. And so Mr. Beast and Angry Birds, his whole thing was about these challenges. And I, that specific video actually was about Squid Game. So his Squid Game video, which is his biggest video he's ever done, 354 million views. He had all these challenges. And in one of these challenges, he integrated Angry Birds or I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Angry Birds. And he made it fit into the content and he made it fit into what they were doing in that activity to make sense of it so that it would, you know, work and go. And so I think a massive piece of that is that, again, that it, there is some storyline or there is some piece. That's why our company is called Space Station Integrations, because we're integrating it into the content. We're not stopping and just having this moment where that's what it is. Another one that I really like uh, uh, is a guy that does gives away money in stores and things. So it'll be like, Hey, can you help me like wash my car? And the person's like, or he'll walk in and be like, Hey, I need a couple bucks to grab lunch. And they'll give him, you know, a couple bucks. And then he gives them 500 bucks. It's like, Whoa, well now he's turning. Now his cash up is his partner. And she says, Hey, you know, whatever. And then let me cash up you or give him a cash up gift card. And then they get a gift card. And now cash up is directly tied to what this creator has been doing for a long, long time. And it's a perfect fit that this is the content that he's known for and, and that his audience wants and comes back for and engages with. And Cash App is a way to transfer and and share money and like the highest level of ways to integrate brands and make them the hero. And then you can get more creative as you go down the line where it's like that same one wants to talk about a Ridge wallet. 
right? Or they want to talk about a shirt company or some vans or whatever. This has to get more creative. Like they're going to give away vans or they're going to use vans for this next photo shoot or skateboarding session or whatever it might be. And as a brand, you've got to be thoughtful and look to make sure that that resonates one with your brand and that's the story you want told. And two, that it'll fit into their content and make sense. That's usually not the hang up. I, I think most of the times it's the brands finding the right influencers that that have push power that can actually move their audience and community. Oftentimes they'll find just a lot of numbers and a lot of you know what looks like uh, a potential return and then get caught in a, in a place where you know it's not going to come back. What is a marketing hill you would die on? Good content is like the number one key, in my opinion, to to good marketing. So like, I mean, we've seen it forever with Apple. We've seen, you know, where they're telling good stories that motivate you and want you to just use their product less than them having to do it. I mean, you can look back at, you know, great Pepsi campaigns and all the way through, but content always wins in marketing. And so if you're focused on paid ads, well, you got to have a killer piece of content to go put out in your paid ads. If you're working on organic, well, even better, you got to have really great content to organically grow that piece. If you're working on email marketing, if you're working on, I mean, the list goes on. If you don't have good, original and engaging content, it's just not going to work. And you've seen that success, you know, in your post, you post something that prompts questions on your LinkedIn and you see a thousand comments. You post something that's just more informative. You see a lot of likes and probably more shares, but maybe not as many comments. You know, you post an image and you're going to get a ton of impressions and LinkedIn really likes that, but they're not going to necessarily convert to a new follow or a new connection request or whatever. And so you've learned that there's different kinds of content for different kinds of results. Very much the same within any world, in my opinion. So I die on the hill that if you don't have and start with good content, won't matter how much reach, you know, money you put behind it, won't matter what name or person, you know, is talking about it. If it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. If it doesn't work. Also, one thing you just said that is just crucial and I just want to rewind back to it is a lot of people say, for for example, channel like why you are new, creating this type of content on YouTube or LinkedIn. And sometimes your goal is to create intention and depth with your audience. And sometimes your goal is to create awareness and get into as many eyeballs. Of course, there's two different types of content ties for both those depending on what your goal is. My goal, for example, on LinkedIn is to get as many eyeballs as like a Costco sampler to get them to my newsletter and yeah, podcast. But if, if this was my only channel LinkedIn, I probably would focus more on just in-depth quality because that's where people will get my expertise. But that's why I think like there's no right answer unless you go back to say, what is your goal of that piece of content and what are you trying to do with so I thought that was a great point that you made about different types of posts having different types of outcome. And know when, you know, jab, 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 right hook, you know, to, to reference Gary, it's like know when to, to throw your right hook. So if Instagram is where you organically are growing and you're seeing good community building and that piece, don't go and just cook it with trying to push every promo and, and every new product and every piece that you have, you know, just stay more authentic and real to what, that community cares about and wants, whether that's knowledge or entertainment or anything, then to go and try to use that channel and say, okay, I'm going to turn this channel up and this is going to be a massive piece of our revenue. And so 
just like you said, there's certain ways and elements to use each part of, of your marketing efforts. So hit the jab, you know, the right hook super hard in your email or use your X, Y, or Z thing to, to really be, you know, where you hit the mark, but then also use other places where you don't do that at all. And you stay very, very true and very organic and very transparent and all the clicky type words to just build a community that cares about and wants, you know, what you're doing. One thing I want to bring up, because I think for people who don't know much about you is you're probably like one of the best relationship builders I've seen out <laughs> there. So how, how do you think about like building relationships with creators, brands that are not just this one-off transaction that are sustainable for like five to 10? One massive piece I've learned over a long time trying to do these things and, and I've been doing startups, you know, I had my own startups for 10 years. It's like, you really have to bring some value and you really have to care or it just won't go anywhere. So you could go look back to our text messages over the last several years. And there's tons of times where it has nothing to do with, hey, Dan, do you know this guy by chance? I, I see you're connected to this person. You know, would you mind making an intro? Most of the texts, if you went and straight up screenshotted them, shared them on here, they'd be like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, how have you been? Hey, saw that you left this. Hey, like anything I can do for you? Because when there's an actual authentic piece of like, I'm down to help make intros, which we both have to each other with no expectation to return and no, okay, here's how I make intros and kind of our, my agreement of when I do it. It's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm trying to, to connect a bunch of great people. And so when it comes to networking, it's the same. If you're going to send a cold message on LinkedIn, do two seconds of research to just see that they worked at some previous place or that they just posted about something that you can relate to and say, hey, love what you're doing with this, or hey, would love to get some time. I saw that you're an expert at that, or whatever it might be. I literally hit back those messages 99% of the time. If I see them, I usually hit them back. I'm like, hey, awesome what you're doing. Let me know how I can help or what I can do. And then they'll come back with a pre-canned message that's like, we do software as a service for these companies to help you increase your lead generation. I'm like, you weren't real. And so it's doesn't matter to me. But the, the ones that come back and are like, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out how to this or that or this or that. And then it starts that that relationship. So like that's a starter conversation. An in-depth, real, actual relationship, you have to care. There's no way around it. There's no way to scale it. There's no way to replicate it with a software. There's no way to assign an assistant or hire someone. It just takes literal time. And so if you want to put the time in and be able to call that person or that brand or have that relationship, you got to bring value. You got to be thoughtful. You got to know and see things that they don't see and fill the gaps in for them so that you're the person that they look to and say, oh, got it. And so conversations we'd have when you were starting parts of this and others, it's like, I don't think so, man. I think you should maybe focus on that. Or let me introduce you to this person who always already been doing that effort and just see if it fits for you. And it's like, oh, sick. Heck yeah, man. And so if you don't, want to bring value or if you're not authentic to it, then it's just a business thing. It's just a transaction. And so just make sure that you're bringing enough value in the transaction that you're top of mind for them. If it's a relationship, then it'll last through multiple companies, multiple efforts, multiple things, because there's some genuine pieces there. Value isn't always something that is transactional. It could be I'll be there for you if you need it. a question for X or, hey, 
if you ever needed to talk through a certain problem. It doesn't have to always be, hey, I'm going to have to get you this deal, otherwise we're not friends. Like That's what people forget, that values doesn't always have to be tied to something monetary or something. It could be just like as simple as like, if I reach out to you, are you going to just say what's up to me when I do or not, or just ignore me? Like that could be value to someone. And think about that from a marketing perspective. As you yourself, even if you don't consider yourself a brand, you don't consider yourself a creator, a content creator, any of that. You're just randomly doing your thing and you're listening to this podcast thinking, I, this doesn't relate to me. I'm trying to start up a company. I'm, not, I'm just trying to crank at what I do and I'm the marketer for this thing or whatever it might be. Just know your the conversations, the relationships you have are impacting how people perceive and look and want to interact with you. And so my favorite is when people hit me and be like, yo, hey, I want to introduce you to like this person. And, you know, I'm stoked because I know you'll take care of them. Not financial, not anything. They just know that I'll care and respond and follow through and get on a call and do what I need to do. But also that I'll be thoughtful to connect them to the next person. I mean, you can build that kind of reputation to help solve. And that might be just sharing a podcast. Recently, I had one that was so valuable to me was I asked my LinkedIn, you know, I have a 10 hour drive coming up and I'd love to just, what are your favorite books? And I asked everyone to give their top three books, tons of responses, tons of responses. And I went through and I actually said, okay, here was the one that most people responded, which is a book called Endurance. And I ended up listening to Endurance and it literally changed my life nothing to do with money or transaction or needing them to make a connection for me to this person. No, I just needed that book at that time in my life. And I appreciated the fact I didn't know about it and that these people brought it to light. And so I went back and personally saying, Hey, thank you. Seriously. This was such a phenomenal book. And then we talked about the book for a minute. What was your favorite part? What outcomes did you see? So always realize at whatever level you're at, I have five kids that my kids look at the way I do things and they perceive and build this concept and idea of what they like and what they don't like and how they want to take and build relationships with their friends and neighbors and me to my kids and my kids to me. And so always just be thoughtful that the, that the way that you follow through on things really does portray your brand and who you are. There's no shortcuts to that. There's no cheat secrets. I don't have any like, this is no. It's collecting a bunch of knowledge. It's a bunch of trial and error. And then it's just time, just a lot of time. The same way you're saying that is the same way like Sean Belty's audience on YouTube and Snapchat. It, it, it was just him being in a moment with someone that they needed entertainment or they needed to have a good day. So it was best day ever. So it's still best day ever on the, the Sean Nurse channel. Then we have the A. Fradley channel. But now Sean will reach 250, do 250 million views a month, you know, 300 million views a month. Now we're at the point where impact is like, you're like a father figure to me. My dad's out of the picture and the way that you interact with your kids is so inspiring. We barely made it through COVID because we got to see and live through with your family. We feel like we're a part of your family. It's like, that's real. That has nothing to do with money. That has nothing to do with, okay, here's how we exchange value. Not, it's just, the value is being authentic and being true to the fact that Sean wants to have the best day ever and a bunch of people now can be impacted by that. And so you're, you're impacting the person you work next to. You can set the culture of this place sucks and yeah, we're just doing our thing. And oh, Or you can impact the person next to you and be like, dude, let's crank on this and let's use this as our case study. 
or this is where I'm going to actually build my legacy and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's so true, man. Like a massive piece of what you can be is yourself, be real, be, be authentic. What is a piece of advice you would give someone to say starting in the creator economy or starting as a creator or starting in marketing that they would come back to you two years from now and thank you for? Well, one thing I love, you know, I really pride myself on and love is, is relationships, right? And so like take the time to be real to people, to answer the text, to make introductions, to share knowledge and, and experience and things that you've learned. And then a massive other piece is just, it takes a lot of trial and error and like a lot of willingness to learn. So again, with five kids, it's constantly this one reacts to this way and this incentive and this idea, this one doesn't. I have identical twins, completely different. One loves this and is so into this style of communication and and rewards. And then this other one is not at all. And then this one's really good at math and this one's really good at reading. And so that's just trial and error. So if you're sitting there at your desk today listening to this, try something different. Try a different way to send emails. We got an investor update recently. And most of our investor updates are just like this long email that's, you know, super boring and just bullet points and takeaways and percentage. This one was in the format of IG stories. Same content, all the same stuff was there, but you literally flipped through it like it was an IG story. Wow. And I talk about it all the time now and I share it and I use it as an example because it was just that little bit more of creativity, right? If we looked at Mr. Beast or Sean Durris or these... Mr. Beast sat down. His first videos weren't giving away a million dollars. His first videos were saying Logan Paul 50,000 times. Sean's first videos weren't to 250 million people. They were to 5,000 people or 500 people. So while you're sitting there and you're thinking, where would I do? Iterate. Try some different things. Try a different way to send that email you're about to send. Try a different way and look at and understand how you can do a different way of paid ads. Or if you're a copywriter and you're writing copy, Go take inspiration from someone else or somewhere else. I oftentimes will go on and see what Daniel's posting on LinkedIn. Then another guy I really like is Sterling Snow and I'll see what Sterling's posting. And then I'll go completely left field and see what Danny Duncan is posting. And then I'll go way, you know, the other way and I'll see what these other leaders are posting. And it's like between all that, I find my voice and my style. And sometimes I switch it up. I ask more of a question or I lead with more of a inspiration or a story I just learned about and everything in between. So Go iterate, go iterate and change the way that you're doing and the outcomes might go up or down. Learn from those and do it again and again and again and again. So that's my number one takeaway always of, you know, startups or marketing or any of these pieces is like where we've gotten to and all these different, you know, pieces that we have. 81 company or 83 companies we've invested in. That's phenomenal, but some of them didn't work and we learned and eh, don't like that you know, market as much, or we don't know it as much. So why are we investing and trying to think it's going to grow and we can't impact or help it, you know, in content, post a video and it's like, Ooh, people didn't really like that. Post another one. Ooh, they like that more. Post another one. Okay. Seems like this is a little bit more where we should be going. So go iterate, go learn. Iteration comes from learning, both learning about the outcomes of what you created or, or didn't create and learning from others and the, the skills and the knowledge that they've acquired by purely iterating just maybe bigger than you, maybe more than you, maybe they have a more time in the industry than you, but that's how you'll learn best is, is those efforts. It's funny you say that, because I always say to people that ask me like LinkedIn content or newsletter content, 
they're like, how can I make this content perform better? And I always like say to them, it's most of the time people that I see on LinkedIn writing newsletter or doing content, they're writing it more like a personal journal that they would like versus like writing something that their audience would like and taking feedback from the audience and, and keep iterating the content. More of them was like, oh, you could write a better idea, but it's just like a, the idea they think is cool. So now I'm like, you're basically writing a diary of things that you think are cool and nothing of the audience. And when you can do something at scale because you like it and you're interested in it, then it will sustain for you. When you're trying to write a LinkedIn post that's not authentic and you, you're trying to like piece it together and go, it's going to take you an hour every single time and you're like, ah, it's not natural. But when you can just pull up and it comes off the top of your head and you're just writing and you're doing, then you can replicate that and you can find success and scale in that. And so just like you're saying, Nick Sharma you know, has a, a great newsletter and it's like within that, it's the stuff that he just likes. He's not trying to solve every problem. He's not talking about email marketing and paid ads and TikTok. And he's just talking about the stuff he knows and is real, not solve everybody's every question every time. And so it's like, we could go riff right now for an hour on parenting. I could go riff right now an hour on how to edit videos and photos. I could tell you all about safe notes and investing, but this topic here is about marketing and and we've stuck pretty well to that so that you came here for the reason to get some knowledge and an outcome of that. So you're exactly right. Like go find something that is real to you so that you can do it at scale. And then when you can do it at scale, then you start to see the results. There's one I texted you like last month. I'm like, dude, how is this guy slapping this much engagement? And immediately you're like, bots. Like there's not a real community there. It's bots. And it's like, okay, so you're not proving anything to anybody by just having bots. Like go build a real community or it's not going to do anything for you. So it just takes time and you could tell because a lot of times, like we've talked about community and we talked about this, like community relationships is most of it is just showing up consistently time after time after time after time. Just like relationships, you show up time after time after time. That was something I asked you. I'm like, dude, hey, I got this other, you know, person in this account. Like, you know, I'm trying to really get them, you know, grow them as fast as I can and and you're like, yeah, yeah, so you got to post like three to four times a week. And I'm just like, oh, that's not possible. You know, it's like, it takes time. There's no cheat code. There's no way around it. And you can't post just copy and paste somebody else's stuff. And you can't just try to share and post something quick and easy. It just won't get the depth that you want. And so it's like, wait, I have to actually sit down and write out something I learned or share some knowledge that's been through experience. Then it gets real. That's when it gets real. They're like, oh. And you also made it. A- Great point there of the copy and pasting strategy because you can grow an audience copy and pasting, but it, it will never turn out to be that authentic style because you'll get burned out copy and pasting or you won't have the passion behind it. That's why when I know like my tweet strategy that I did for, for a while ago wasn't like anything revolutionary, but people know me now for like doing tweets and memes and I'm fine with that. But like if someone else starts doing that, they're weren't known for that for like a year and a half. So then it's like weird. They might get good engagement at first, but Dude, they can't what? keep it up. Yeah. One of the most mind bending, like YouTube content style channels are like reaction channels. Like they're reacting to other content that is their authenticity, just reacting to other things. And so if you're known for curation, then be the best curator on earth, but don't think you're trying to be original or don't act original when you're curating, just be real to the curation and, quote those that need to be quoted and 
share the copy paste that you copy and pasted from. And people might absolutely love that you condense it and the style that you deliver it in and the aesthetic and all those things. But be real to the fact that you're an incredible curator and live up to it and be the best curator on earth. You know? So it's like that's a massive piece to it is just be what you really are. Exactly. The last question I have, well, last thing I have for you is where could people find you? How could they find more about Space Asia? What are you doing? I wouldn't give you the floor for a little bit. So, you know, in the start of this whole thing, we really doubled down and knew that like, we're just going to go hard on Space Station. And that's what Space Station Gaming, Space Station Integration, Space Station Animation, Space Station Investments. Like we knew that was going to be kind of the, the backbone of it. And so we bought spacestation.com. And so you can find us at spacestation.com, at Space Station on Twitter, at the Space Station on Instagram. And then myself, I, so me and, and Sean McBride or Sean Duris are both Sean. And so I actually kind of fully go by Holiday. And so you can find me, unfortunately, I can't get the name at Holiday, but Sean Holiday on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter, come say hi. Definitely down to, to try to help and provide value anyway I can. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, this has been awesome. And yeah, the legend came on the podcast and shared, dropped these knowledge. So thank you so much. appreciate you having me dude seriously I love it thanks so much for listening tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators if you haven't already please consider subscribing to the marketing millennials podcast and giving it a five star rating it helps bring more marketers into our community